the reason why I, I invited Jimmy was because Jimmy's well versed into the DC DC universe. I know you are as well, Eddie. But I think uh, you two might complement each other and like the things that you know each other likes. Uh, I know Jimmy's very into like the obscure and kind of uh, weird of the DC. While I know Eddie really has a good grasp on like the the flagship stuff. Um, and I think you two might meet in the middle here. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, uh, what's the rating for this podcast? Is this like PG-13 or do we go R-rated? You can go R-rated the same way that this movie went like triple R-rated. I was going to say, like, rated. no, man, I think we're about triple X at this point, bro. I think we're, yeah. I think we're triple X rated. We're like Absolutely. this close to showing, we're like this close to showing body parts, you know, just like. No, we're not. I don't want to get demonetized on YouTube, motherfucker. Who did I? Who did I send those pictures to? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Fernie for this. Uh, by the way, Fernie returned to do to doing his, his Wednesday rewind. So he did a review of Rocky. Number one, I'm shocked he didn't ask you to be a part, knowing how much you love that movie. And two, I'm going to call him out because Rocky 1 is not the best sports movie of all time. That title, of course, goes to Rocky 2. So, you know, we'll just, we're just going to have I a thought, difference there. I thought it went to uh, the, the replacements. Or remember the Titans or fucking any Friday Night Lights. Boom, there you go. Is, is were- wrestling a sport? Because then it's naturally there. I thought you were going to say the wrestler. Naturally, it's 100% in the conversation. Yeah. As we all know, they're they're all comedies. (laughs) Well, yeah. I laughed a lot during Rocky 2 and 3. Remember the the Titans was like the funniest movie of all time. You know, just the the (laughs) way they they did that to The Rock. No, no, no. You know what's what's the funniest scene in that movie? Nah, nah, nah. Speaking of that, the Suicide Squad, gentlemen. Thank you for welcoming us onto your headphones. I'm Eddie. I'm Chema. And I am the cutest podcaster this side of the equator, uh, Jimmy Alvarez. Reviewing The uh, Suicide Squad, and this... And this is, is The Rollback. Roll back. Welcome, Jimmy, my buddy, my pal. Um, we're going to talk James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I have a, a little, uh, little synopsis here, and then we can get into it. Uh, the Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of naughty cons at Bell Ray Prison join the super secret, super shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy infused island of Corto Maltese to perform a secret mission. So, this is the not sequel, not reboot, not nothing, just another Suicide Squad movie directed by the always fun and controversial James Gunn. And it is the DC Extended Universe 10th movie. But we don't care about the previous ones because this one can really exist all by itself. And if I can just start before we can, you know, before you can get the ball rolling, I think this movie was a fucking blast. I just saw it today. I saw it early in the morning. I, by the time we got to the opening credits, I was already like, this is the best DC movie DC has ever done. This was that, that was a long intro sequence. Yeah, yeah, but in a in a really fun way. Like it, it felt throwback. It felt it reminded me of uh James Gunn's like his first movie, Slither. It reminded me a lot of that. It was violent, it had a lot of action, and I had a ball with this movie. What what do y'all think? Uh, yeah, there was a lot of just completely unleashed James Gunn in this one. Because, um, you know, he he did very well with both Guardians of the Galaxies movies working for Marvel, but they were still holding him down with that uh, Disney, you know, force of gravity. And, the, and here... PG-13 just, reading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he went all out with this one like he did in, in his previous uh, R-rated films, right? 
and with a, an astronomical budget, really. Like he just they so they James. I just want to point out something real quick. They had a sex scene in a DC movie. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> they had a they had a sex scene. In a D, I'm just like, wow. Okay, they're gonna go in all out with this. Fuck it, go. I, I love. I, I love. So, so can, can I like peel back the curtain a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this is. I, I know right now you must be like a kid on Christmas time. Like this is. I am. I am. So, so Jimmy, uh, I don't know how well you've how well versed you are, but uh, Chema knows I have rose tinted glasses on whenever it's a DCEU movie, just because I grew up with these characters. I read the right. comics. I love the cartoons. So anything the DCEU puts out, I like, and I I'm well aware. You know, fucking I I know I have favoritism. But fuck, it was this movie awesome. It was fun. It was great. Nikki loved it. And that's saying something. Yeah. She hates yeah. She hates DC. <laughs> wow. She loved this movie. It was hilarious. She loved it. She loved Hardy Quinn. Yeah. Oh, Hardy was such a standout in this. She was so fun. But when and is she not, though? The first Suicide Squad. Uh, right. I mean, even then, even in that movie, she was still like the, one of the few little glimmers uh, of hope for that universe. And, and I mean... She is starting a streak with this movie of having just the absolute best action scenes in, yeah. in DC films. Yeah, with the their previous one, in my opinion, was the uh, police station assault in Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah, and then in this yeah. one, she gets another just completely batshit action scene, and and she goes even further in this one with all the <laughs> violence. Really, it was really intense yeah. and really well executed. Wait, can, yeah. can and I you... like? Oh, yeah, go, go. Go, 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 you go, you go. I was going to say, like, okay, to me, still, like, I, I don't care if this is a hot take, but to me, Birds of Prey is, like, the best choreographed superhero movie, like, ever. Like, to me, like, the every action scene is, like, perfectly uh, ordered and perfectly moved. And even the way they, they integrated music into it was great. And I, w- what I really like is that, yes, her scenes are uh, actually and violent and really fun, to, really fun to watch, but they're also very funny. Like, they managed to splice in comedy very well. There's a great scene in Birds of Prey where she gets, she gets hit by a poison dart and she can't move, but she gets, like, a little knife and just starts, like, just, like, you know, uh, hitting this dead guy, like, with the knife. Just Even though he's dead already, she's still, like, just hitting him with him. And then in this one, she gets this really funny scene at the start where Javelin Man, I forget his name, but he's played by Flula Borg, and he dies, and he gives her the javelin. And he just goes, like, you must carry this for... And then he dies. And then it seems like it's going to be a really genuine, sweet moment. And then she just starts slapping his, his dead body, just like, Get, do it for what? <laughs> like, tell me, damn it. <laughs> And that's something uh-huh. that really shines when it comes to Harley <laughs> in these movies in general. But this movie in particular, it really hit that balance really well of, yeah. of action and comedy the entire time. Yeah. What's called? Um, wait. So okay, I want to. I want to say something real quick. Um, I. Yeah. We can start from the beginning because from the fucking beginning all the way through, like this movie bangs and in, in in the most insane fucking way. Uh, they mentioned, I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was an interview way back where they asked James Gunn about the movie and he said, the opening scene, Vietnam, Nam. That's the opening scene is Vietnam. And I went into this movie like, okay, people are going to die, but fuck, people die. <laughs> people so die. a lot of them, so, so they assembled the team, right? And you got like Pete Davidson, who's like, and yeah. only like very little bit of the trailer. So I'm like, okay, he's probably fucked. Weasel, yeah. probably. TDK, definitely. Like, all these characters that you only see for, like, very little snippets, you're like, okay, they're fucked, but how? Yeah. And all these deaths are entertaining as hell. <laughs> uh, oh. Even then, I think there was still, like, a little bit of a fake out because a lot of these actors got, like, really high billing in the promotionals. Like, we got a lot yeah. of images yeah. from, like, Mongol and stuff like that, and then just, like, oof. Yeah, they gone. Yeah. Um, can I just like say really quick, the design for Weasel, like just his design. Uh, can I have a plushie of that? Like I, it was <laughs> really? like when I saw it, I I, I felt like the daughter in Ant Man when she gets a toy and is like, he's so ugly. I love him. Like I I love the and, and just like his eyes are like the way that he was trying to talk. Oh my god, I was laughing the entire I time. I felt he was like I screen. was gonna get a disease just looking at him. 
<laughs> and then when he jumps, and then when he jumps, and like and like he starts to drown because he can't swim, and he's like, "Did anyone check if he could swim?" And just, What's oh my no, God, I love they, him so uh, much. Nikki fucking hated him. Nikki really? Fucking hated him. She was like, "He will haunt my nightmares forever," and I was like, "Yes, he will." Yes, he. he was, we were lucky that he was only in there for a little bit, honestly. <laughs> well, it was funny because because even she was really because she again she didn't watch any of the previews, right? So we're watching the movie. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's a weasel. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, it's not, that's not so bad. And then right when she says that, Rick Flag says, I mean, he he's killed 27 kids, but still. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're all supposed to be bad guys. Like, I, I don't think we were supposed to, like, set more, have a morality meter for these people. Like, I saw, I, I read a couple of reviews, and, and there were some people who, who, who were like, I liked it, but I didn't like what they did with Amanda Waller. Like, she was too mean. She's a fucking bitch. Like, it's on Amanda purpose. Waller. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, they could have gone, like, even further with it. Yeah, like, which by the way, which by the way, shout out to to uh, Viola Davis who plays Amanda Waller. She's a super duper like serious Oscar winner like actress. She's fantastic, but I love how they redirected all that to comedy. Like every time somebody fucked up and she like gave him a death glare, I was laughing my ass off. It was so funny, just like the fucking like. 100% done phase that she was doing the entire time. It was so funny. Like, I would hate to be on the other side. Of the, I would hate to be that poor intern that, like, brings the wrong coffee and she just, like, like just, like, stares down. Ah, it was so funny. I, I really feel like the these office scenes that, that we got right with the support team, they were yeah. a really great compliment to, to the uh, mission scenes, right, with the actual task force teams. Definitely. Eddie, you have your hand raised. I'm sorry. Well, we and... Oh my god, yeah, let's talk about King Shark. Oh so, my god. Honestly, man, I thought he was gonna be funnier. Fucking Rambo, it was King Shark. Oh my god. Jim, Jim, you I I remember you making like a specific comment on on King Shark, I think on his design, because I know that you you've seen the design for the one they use on the CW. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about King Shark? I know uh, you're a fan. <laughs> well, that that was the thing, right? Because like I saw the the first the few trailers, and and I was um, I wasn't sure quite what to think about it. But in the movie execution, the whole two hours that he's on screen, amazing, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. He was have, so either, great. have either of you guys seen the Harley Quinn show? Yes. Uh, I saw a couple episodes. Basically, they kind of took like the big lovable lug from the Harley Quinn show and made that their ver- their official version of King Shark for the DCEU. Basically, like yeah, he's a lovable lug, you know, not not the smartest, not the sharpest tool in the shed, but he's funny, good for comedy, kind of dry, you know, in a very Groot kind of way. I'm just saying, he's uh, very like Groot, like he. But I'll I, take I, it. I, yeah, I I'll mean, fucking he, take it. At least he can form sentences, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. Right, so so let's talk about the beach scene when they first go up and Pete Davidson's like, "Hey guys, they're right here. He I betrayed them," out, yeah. them and he gets shot in the face. I'm just like, "Ah, yeah, that makes sense." What was his What was his uh, alter ego? What was his name? Black something. Black. What What's his? Is he like a real character? Like, does he have powers or is he just like? I think he's just, just like a Pete good gunfighter. I want to say, like, I might be wrong. You know, because we have like five or so characters whose power is gun. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> I miss you real well uh yeah. yeah how how big do we go on spoilers with this one just fucking all the way man look okay you know yeah. what I mean? here, here here spoiler alert folks in three two they all die they nuke everything superman appears and goes oh fuck <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so that that was the thing right my one of my favorite jokes in the movie and this one goes like a, a huge laugh for me right at the beginning is uh, when Amanda Waller is introducing a peacemaker, she says the exact same thing she said about um, <laughs> Idris Elba's character, right? Word yeah. for word. Uh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and then he he takes offense. He's like, that's the same. Are you shitting me? That's the same thing you said to me. And then, and then, and then uh, John Cena, who is very slowly becoming like the perfect, the perfect unaware straight man of, of, of cinema and of comedy. Like, I think this is what his character in the Bumblebee movie should have been. And he would refer to to Peacemaker as a douchey Captain America, which, you know, makes sense. 
and uh, I, I I love that even they just start bickering and they they just start having like dick measuring contests like the entire movie and like he goes like well I'm really good at using guns well I use smaller bullets like they, they can go through your gun <laughs> like, what no so like I didn't like flip out anyone because I knew there were gonna be two separate teams because I remember when the the scene when they're walking from the flag. I'm like, yeah. yeah, two separate teams. Like, but how are they going to incorporate it? And it's a fucking false flag operation. Like, okay, we're going to have the A yeah. team over here, but the actual A team is over there. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, it kind of reminded me of, do you remember that scene in Deadpool 2 when like he forms the X Force and then they all die immediately? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminded me of that, yeah. And then like, and, and like there's Brad Pitt. That was the thing. <laughs> I, I like that. Good joke. Um, but it also, I feel like it takes a little bit away of stakes from the rest of the movie because we know the rest of the team is going to make it through most of it if, if we already lost half of the people at the beginning. So one of the things I would have liked a little better was if someone other than Harley had survived that initial scene so we could like, you know, have more that's through the movie instead yeah. of like just the beginning and the end. Yeah, because the only other deaths that we had was uh, uh, Polka Dot Man and Flag. Rick Flag, and then Pacemaker, but then after credit scene. Yeah, that's yeah. all just so. at, at the climax of the movie, right? We get like a like yeah. a good chunk in between without anything going on. Well, can I mention like one of the, the first scene that made me like broke me laughing? Yeah. yeah. As bad as this sounds, it was the part where TDK, the detachable kid, you know, unattaches his arms and makes him you do this. And the part where his arms are being shot and you're just like writhing on the floor. Ah. Yeah, and the bullets just don't touch his body. Yeah, exactly. His arms are being like scalped, but he but he's like fine and he's just screaming at me. Ah god, why? I broke. I'm not gonna lie, man. I may have made him ask myself in the movies at that moment. Because the fact I, I did my mariachi laugh. The fact that it was Nathan Fillion just like make it makes it so much better. I don't know how to explain it, but dude, he's my uh, fan cast for like for an old school Blue Beetle. So like to watch him just no, get slaughtered like that, I'm like, oh. You wanted him for like Booster Gold, right? No, not no, not Booster Gold. Blue Beetle. I wanted the guy from The Mentalist to play Booster Gold. I okay, think they could yeah. play off each other really funny, but eh. okay. Um, what's it called? No. So okay, so that opening beat sequence is batshit nuts. People are dying all over the place, and I am fucking in for it. Yeah. And then uh, fucking uh, Yondu, I forgot his real name, uh, Michael out. something. Yeah, he just like, he's like, no, <laughs> just like turns around. And then that's a really good introduction to being like, to Amanda Waller doesn't play around. Like, she will kill you. Like, just like, she won't, she don't, she don't care. Frankly, like, that broke me a little bit. Uh, when really? he starts running and screaming, yeah, and it, it legend legend looks like he's traumatized by the whole thing. I, I um I felt a little bad for him, honestly. You didn't think it was funny that like a a, a little bird that looked exactly like the one that, that he killed like was eating out of his corpse. Oh, but that's the thing that this movie does a lot. It yeah, it does a lot of horrible things that are also funny. <laughs> like like he he killed the bird with the with the ball and he was like you fucking asshole. And then when the bird starts eating, pecking at his body, she's like justice. Yeah, justice. you deserve it. Yeah, he fuck he fucking deserved it. Let's be real. Fuck that guy. Okay. Um, um l- let's talk about uh, uh Ratcatcher 2 <laughs> cuz uh she was described as uh, James Gunn said that she's the heart of the movie and uh, yeah, she is really good. I don't remember the name of the actress but she was excellent. She was a uh, really funny and I think just like that one the whole sequence where like they go to wake her up and they're like all oh, her powers is that she controls uh she controls rats and then she has the little rat with like the little best and the little rat is like waving <laughs> like, it was amazing it was amazing like and they, they just kept that joke going the entire movie oh what's called uh, i man catcher so props to james gunn i didn't realize how flawed the first suicide squad was until I saw this one, I'm like, my God, imagine when you give a director the goddamn freedom. Because, man, he he developed all of these characters so fucking well. Ratcatcher, uh, what's it called? Deaths, uh, not Deaths, Deaths, uh, fucking, uh, God, they all have so much fucking, not Blackguard. No, Bloodsport. He, Bloodsport, thank you, I'm sorry. Oh, oh the Pete Davidson's character was called Blackguard. Fucking yeah. generic dude with a gun, number three. Um, yeah. Peacemaker and all that. She's like he did. You such will a not great aff- job. 
You will not offend Pete Davidson in this house. We, st we stand Pete Davidson in this house. But, but like his development of all these characters was fucking insane. And like you could tell he was trying to make you feel for them. But like, yeah. God damn, did he make you feel for them. Polka Dot Matt, I didn't think I was going to like him. Turns out, fuck. Like this yeah. poor guy. Oh, that one hurt. <clears throat> yeah. And David Dasmakian, who plays him, he's he's a great guy. He was in the Ant-Man movies and he was in The Dark Knight. And he's been in a lot of stuff recently. And man, he pulls off this really like traumatized uh, kind of kind of tragic character that's you know he's trying to do his best with a very ridiculous ability and the fact that they have that ongoing joke of like him being afraid of his mother is <laughs> both very funny and very like sad and as we all know good comedy always comes from tragedy and it really worked during this entire entire plot line so chema as our resident uh close thing we have to psychiatrist would you say he has he has mommy issues or no yes yes <laughs> He has the yes. mommy issue. I am oh. I am sure that the second that a Waller came into his like little jail cell and just said like, "Hey," he was he, he would just be like, "Yes, I'm in." Like <laughs> I'm like convinced, and uh, yeah, um, he had some really good moments. I, I I like I like pretty much any action film scene that he had. And then also we gotta talk about the MVP and there's the character of Milton, who's the guy that drives the van. And he, Ooh. there's this great, <laughs> exactly. So there's this great scene where they just kill him. And then, and then he just goes like, they fucking killed Milton. And then everyone's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> he was helping us. Where the fuck was he helping us? I thought he was still in the goddamn uh, bus. Yeah. Why was he here? How was he going to help? And I was like, yeah, why, why was he there? <laughs> why did he get off? Who is Milton? Why is Milton? <laughs> I'll do you one better. Why is Milton? Um, um, so can we talk about uh, Idris Elba's character, a blood sport? Yeah. So yeah. he he was like, it was weird. Him and John Cena like perfectly played off each other, like going back and forth in their bullshit. Okay, let's um, rewind a little bit on on uh, blood. What was it? Blood sport? Bloodshot? Bloodsport. Bloodsport, yeah. Uh, Blood, so Bloodsport, at the very beginning when we're introduced to him, we we get sold in this idea that, oh, this is Deadshot too, right? Because like we get uh, this uh, marksman with the daughter it's being used like as like uh, leverage to get him to do the right thing. And then it turns out he fucking hates his daughter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what did it for me. Because I was just like, oh man, they really couldn't come up with a, with a better one for this one. They just went with uh, Deadshot too. And, and then turn it entirely on its head yeah uh, i like that i like and and i, I really like it but i like it more the most when he's just allowed to just let loose and be kind of like a funny jerk like exactly how he was in hobson shaw and yeah. i i kind of wanted him to be this to be in this to be like that in this movie like remember in hobson shaw when he's like look at me i'm black superman like that like he was just hamming it up and having the time of his life and i feel like in this one no he has to play like the straight man he has to play you know a more he's out of everyone even rick flag who was this character technically in the original one i feel like he's the one that's most like calm or normal which is a weird thing to say in this movie but uh, and and it's not a negative thing like somebody has to be the straight man but yeah i i would have liked that asshole-ish, uh, very British Elba just like coming out and like yelling. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't Rick Flagg. They improved his character so much in this movie. Yeah, so fucking much. comedy chops. So much. Like he was this close to being a himbo. Like he was, <laughs> he, like he's so much better in this one than he was in the original one. And good, honestly great. Like I, I love the stupid shirt that he's wearing the entire movie, like the yellow shirt. Oh yeah, uh, what does it say? Uh, mistakes are opportunities. Yeah, yeah. That. God, oh, he was great. Um, oh, yeah, man. Like he, but like it was such again. Like what happens when you give a director creative control and you just don't fuck with them? Yeah. Uh, the way he he developed these characters, not just the ones that were already established, but made them better. In the first one, Rick Flag, ah, he's just a guy to keep him in line. In this one, oh shit, you see him develop a friendship. He has a friendship with Harley Quinn. 
Like yeah. they see each other and he's and uh even oh fuck, you didn't even mention Captain Boomerang. I was shocked he died. I was actually surprised at that one. Yeah. Me too. I, I was like, really? Boomerang? They went for boomerang? They brought him back just to kill him. Like he was probably look, I don't like that actor. I think that actor <laughs> always chooses like the Jack most Courtney. boring. Yeah, Jack Gordon always chooses like the most boring ass, basic ass soldier, like uh, uh straight face roles. And in the first one, he got to have so much fun. Like that scene when he's holding the teddy bear and he's drinking the energy drink and he's got he's got like the boomer. Fuck comedy gold. He was like the best part out of the first one. And then they just bring him back to kill him. That bothered me like he maybe was... gun was like you're you're the last mistake from the previous one hey, oh, correct. Yeah. i gotta correct you yeah uh, i mean could uh, be worse we could have cara delavan back so you know um you don't no, you no, love her i do but she was not, not good movie. in that movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait okay so fucking uh we're talking about red flag who were we talking about before that what were we talking about before that uh rat catcher we talked about who are we missing we, we, we talked oh, about polka dot man who are we oh, missing? The, the dick measuring contest one of my favorite yeah. scenes in the movie when they were taking turns killing each other killing the the oh my god yes. and it's like it's like okay who can kill better especially the part where johnson has the axe and he just starts chopping at the guys he's walking made to the eye contact like i'm better at this than you are oh yeah let's yeah. do this one of the most perfectly executed punchlines, I think, in the entire movie is like, we believe the entire time that it's like it's it's the enemy, but then it turns out that it's the freedom fighters. It's the, it's I mean, <laughs> the first guy they kill, he's wearing civilian clothes. The whole time, it's incredibly obvious that this is a like a a, a civil militia just in the forest. <laughs> and, no, then, no. Just, and then just like the. the <laughs> They open the tent and there's a shrink flag just like drinking some tea. And then they're just like, what happened? It's like, we're here. This is the, this is the resistance. Like, this hit me. like, where's it? Like, where's everyone? And they're like, oh, they, they like run away. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're gone. And, and I don't, Peacemaker's like covered in blood. And, uh, we just got a, a notice that Zoom has removed the 40 minute light time limit. So, Thank you, Zoom. Yes, yes, Zoom. Thank you, Zoom. Thank you to the to the very attractive lady with the voice that says at the start that this meeting know, is being recorded. This meeting is being recorded. So wait, um, uh, wait. So so they they're fucking peacemakers just covered in blood. I'm just like, oh my god. Okay, fucking okay. Oh god. Uh, and somewhere so on the island, the new mutants are there. <laughs> kind of. Uh, so peacemaker is gonna get like an HBO Max series. Like he's gonna. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be said before or after. I'm guessing it's after based on it's, what it's happened. It's after because, uh, uh, yeah, the the interns, well, the, the workers from the office are in the cast. Oh, great. I like them. I, yeah. I like them. Bring, bring them back. Uh, but I'll be honest. I thought Cena was very funny in the movie. But by the end, it's like, okay, he's clearly the bad. He's clearly the bad guy. So I don't know what I tv show based on pacemaker is gonna be about if i don't feel like i can be on his side anymore i don't know if they're gonna do like a breaking bad kind of thing but i don't know what do we all what what do we all stand with with peacemaker well i think that's likely gonna be it and the thing is like yeah he was funny the whole movie but he was also the asshole level it's not that he had a heel turn he really was like that the whole time he said so himself i'm gonna kill as many men women and children as it takes to get peace uh, Ooh, a wrestling term. Eddie has a Eddie has a Hardy right now. I was gonna say actually, no, nah, man. He turned heel in, in Furious Nine, man. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> you don't turn um, on family. Oh, he fucking turned, and then he fucking turned face again. God damn it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think there can be some good material in there. I mean, I I think there's a, a potential for a sort of redemption arc in the way that there was a redemption arc in this one that wasn't really one. Because in yeah. the end, they didn't do the right thing entirely. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the tone they're going for. I don't think they're really going to try to make this guy a hero at all. I, I, yeah. think, I think maybe... <sighs> Look, here's the thing. I'm not trying to say he is. Loki was a villain. He was entertaining as fuck, and he wasn't as dark as Peacemaker. But they somehow made like a six-part TV show where you were really invested in his character. James Gunn wrote the show and directed, uh, I think, a number of the episodes, if not all the episodes. 
Did, I, he did the entire script at least. Yeah. So I trust nope. that in Gunn's hands, he can make he can make us give a shit about Peacemaker. At the very least, it'll be entertaining. At mm. best, maybe we'll learn to like him. Maybe maybe he'll become more like human about it and be like sometimes you know uh, compromises me or I don't know. Fucking, we'll see. It's James Gunn. Like I can be entirely wrong, but yeah, he's great at his job. Like, what can I do? Uh, I think Pacemaker stands like somewhere in the middle between Loki and like the new Captain America, John Walker. So, you know, I think he's he's somewhere there. Um, so that's Peacemaker. We talked about most of the main cast. Are we missing anyone? Uh, or... Have we really talked about Harley Quinn very much? Let's talk about Harley Quinn and how fucking like I, I'm she's not gonna... so good in this. I love she's the part. So fun in this. I love the part where she was like Harley Luna. I was like, yep, yep. Oh my god! <laughs> you would you would self insert yourself yeah. in that. Image, she, in that, that she's kind of just completely over Joker in this one. Like from the very start, and uh, she's hitting on Javelin and everything, and just letting yeah. herself go with the. She's uh, having a ball, yeah. And yeah. then fucking um, the and Nikki loved this part after you know they mess around and he's like I'm gonna feed you know all my political enemies back to the monster just like they did to before or whatever and she shoots him in the chest or in the gut and she's like look I'm willing to give love another chance but I promise myself if I see any red flags I'm gonna you know deal with the problem and put the guy down and I'm pretty sure killing kids is a big red flag I'm sorry <laughs> you know as much as it hurts you know to kill the to you know as much as I love the giant monster between your legs I can't let you hurt anyone. Like, yeah, bah. she did say that, huh? Yeah, yeah. like fucking hilarious. And then like she met, she murders this guy. She's like, yes, yes, I know. I'm under arrest again. Blah blah blah. Like, I, love, I love that. Also, she had the gun, and then she just went like, I can't believe this had a bullet in it. Like, what kind of dumbass like, keeps these things loaded? Yeah. Um, I'll be completely honest. The whole scene with uh, her being captured, her being given the dress uh her like the whole montage that, that that they had was a pretty good setup for the punchline of her eventually killing him but i think to me that is like the one scene in the movie that drags a little bit like to me that's like the one part that goes a little too long and like the punchline is good but i feel like we were gonna get there eventually so and the movie's two hours which you know it it, it it's enjoyable for the whole two hours but i feel like that was the only part of the movie where, where, where i was like can we get back to the shooting? <laughs> like, uh, no. Yeah. Well, no. Okay, let me ask you this. How, and I, I think the more movies I watch, the better I'm getting at this now that I can analyze them while I watch them. Yeah. Fucking killing the birds, fucking with the birds means it's certain death. I hated that fucking general when he killed those parrots. Yeah. With the gas okay. like, fu- yeah. And you heard them squawking for life. Ah! Like, you yeah. sick fuck. Look, that act, the, the, the general and, and then term president is played by Joaquin Cosio. He is a Mexican actor who famously played El Cochiloco in the movie El Infierno. And uh, he is a goddamn national treasure, okay? He is, we stand Joaquin Cosio in this house. And, you know, every time that he was on screen, I would very loudly exclaim, El Cochiloco! So I had a fucking ball with him. I thought he was fun. A little too serious. I think he sh- he should have like he-, he should have like let loose a little bit more. Yeah. But uh, be- because they could have very easily some I I read somewhere some 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 I I don't like judging movies for what they're not. I like judging them for what they are. But then someone said, imagine if he was like the Tom Cruise character in Tropic Thunder, and I just like Jesus, that would have been so fucking funny. Like it would have been hilarious. Right, and, and I mean, uh, we're talking about, like, uh, a military leader, right, in, in a country that just staged a coup. He could have been super deranged. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, if, if the wildest thing he was going to do was kill some birds, I mean, yeah. I mean, Eddie, he was Eddie, planning on with, Eddie, with that shirt and with that haircut and with that beard, you kind of look like Ashton Kutcher in the Steve Jobs movie. Like, have someone told, has someone told you that? No. Okay, I'm telling you that right now. But I don't um, have a daughter that I refuse to acknowledge because I'm a piece of shit. Well, not yet. And <laughs> oh, hey, Nikki, check wow. out talk to shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. She says she'll kick your ass. Is that what you're saying? Uh, you know what? She would. And 
<laughs> no. Um, oh wait, so, no, I was gonna say, wait, okay, who's the actor? Name the actor that that and the 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 dictator that messed around with Harley Quinn before she shot him. Who was he? Oh, I I don't know his name. Um, oh, I thought that's who you were talking about. I was gonna say he no, fucked about and he found out. No, I was talking. I was talking about the, the the general that then became the the president. Um, I really liked Harley in this. I think she she was so fun in in, in this. And you know you you know how much I praised uh, uh, Birds of Prey. You know, Birds of Prey to me was like the best DC movie. I think right now I'm between that one and this one. I think this is like the the two DC EU movies that that okay. I that, that I like the most. Um. And I think Harley has a big, big hand in that because, like I said, I didn't love her in the first one. I thought I got excited. I remember when when they said the blonde girl from from uh, from Wolf of Wall Street is going to be Harley Quinn. That's fucking perfect. But then you know she's done a lot of a lot of a lot of other characters and she's done a lot of other movies and I think she's really developed as an actress and uh, she, if she can play Harley Quinn for like the rest of time, like yeah. she's so fun in this. She clearly loves being Harley Quinn and she clearly has a shit ton of fun with it. Yeah. You know, I, I want to give them props though. They did the, they did a much sped up version of this, but if you notice Harley Quinn, the longer the series goes, the longer, she, the more movies she's in, the less overly sexualized she's been. Like, yeah. Like, let's be honest in the first one, like what, like she had, her shorts were like this big, like, it, yeah. They did that to her. And yeah, then, and, and we got that scene where the camera just like creeps off her body for no reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. but it, it comes... And it cuts to everyone staring and just like moving. <laughs> yeah, and that's part of a joke, fine, whatever. Ha ha ha, funny. But like, fast forward to Birds of Prey and like they, they even asked the director, like, how come this is this? And the director told her like, because it's not fucking functional. Like, yeah, who the fuck is going to wear like a skin tight bikini you know, in like a shootout, like no one, like it's that stupid. And then come this movie, when she straight up has like military gear on and then she wears like a fucking dress, but it's not, she's not sexually exploited, if that makes sense, which is a great thing. Black Widow took fucking movies for her to get to a point where it wasn't like, oh, look at her butt. Same thing in this one. Gunn respected the character very much so. Yeah, like, it, it didn't feel gratuitous at all. Fucking props to them, man. They already got to that point now. Yeah. Oh God! Who else? Who are we missing? Um, you want to talk about Starro as a villain? One uh, of the most unexpected things that I've ever seen. But really, I mean, I think he was. I, I think I think he was in a trailer, but I yeah, don't remember watching the trailers trailer. that much. Uh, if he was in the trailer, I forgot. And the second that the kaiju just like you know fucking rips and just starts destroying, and Waller just just tells the team. Retreat, you're done. I legit thought they're just gonna be like, okay, Superman's problem, and just like leave and credits roll. Like I legit thought they were gonna do that. And if they did that, it would have been so in character and so fun. But yeah, I guess movies need to have a heart. So of course they turn around and they go and 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 fight it. Um I thought it was fun. But... I, I thought the way it was handled was the best way it could have possibly handled because I yeah. could I couldn't believe in a million years that Amanda Waller would have ever been like fine okay I'm not gonna kill you all go for it so yeah. I'm glad that she just got like iced for a minute by her team <laughs> that was the only way that could have worked it, yeah. it wasn't gonna work any other fucking way man it really wasn't but like they that I love how there's actually so in the first one it's like all bets are off. But in this one, it's more realistic because even they have their own limits. Like fucking Rick Flag, he tells Peacemaker, you know, kids, man, fucking kids. And even uh, when they knock out Waller and they're just saying, like, what did you do? Kids are going to fucking die, man. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, people have moral boundaries, which is a fucking good thing. Like, this is the real world. Everyone yeah. has limits to some degree. Except Waller. Uh, but yeah, fucking well, and that's what makes her the most terrifying woman in in the DC universe. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about, but before we return back to, to Starro, I want to talk about this one scene that I forgot to mention, and I think it's it's a very special scene. Um, in the original Susa Squad, there's a scene where we know that it was later added in reshots, and I, I don't think A or the director really wanted it in, 
there's this very horribly cheesy scene where all the the suicide squad walk just walk into a bar start serving themselves and they just start saying shit like oh we're ugly but we're beautiful and it's just it's horrible yeah all the hot topic slogans yeah yeah and then there's this there's a scene in this one where they all get to a bar and uh and they, they start talking and they're like you know what let's have a drink might be our last drink Let's uh, let's relax for a second while we wait for for the thinker to 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 show up. That bar also like the main singer in the bar is Pam Clementif who plays Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy. She was just there singing, and uh, that's I love that scene. That scene was what the bar scene in the first movie should have been. It's uh, it's sweet. It's uh, it's gentle. It it it, it lets the characters it lets the characters just like kind of breathe around around each other and like lets them hang out and make licks us uh, get attached to them. So when we lose someone like Polka Dot Man, when we lose someone like Rick Flag, it hurts because we end up liking them for these scenes specifically. And as much as I like the Starro parts or I like the, the funny parts, I will treasure that scene for probably like for a long time. So. I love that scene. I, I love that, that that scene just let the characters like breathe for a second. It, it, it justifies the length. If you're going to have two hours, I want those two hours to mean something. So I'm really glad that, that Gunn added a scene like that in the movie. Definitely, yeah. Um, honestly, for a lot of people, that was the best scene in the original Suicide Squad was the bar scene, which they even it's cut horrible. some parts of it. <laughs> no, the thing is, though, is that they cut some of the parts of it. Um, yeah. You know, when they're like, you know, Water, yeah, it's probably best. You know, with Diablo, like they cut some of the scenes even from that one. The bar scene was arguably the best scene just because it showed them actually like talking to each other, you know, uh, having some form of uh, of character. Yeah. This movie took that scene, but again, ramped it up to eleven, but in a good way. They're talking, joking, drinking. John Cena's like, "You're gonna be that guy," and even the fucking rat gets a drink. Like, like they bring, like she brings shots yeah. to everybody. He's like, "Ma'am, you forgot the rat." It's like ah yeah, and you see the rat actually drinking. I'm like oh god, I'm drunk. Just like oh god, damn it, James Gunn. Can we fucking draft him now? Like pay him what he wants. Do Suicide Squad two and three. Fuck the Guardians of the Galaxy. They never deserved you. They never stood by you when the chips were down. True. Actually, I kind of agree with that sentiment because like I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I was watching Captain America and and uh, the first one. Uh, the first Avenger. Yeah, and that got me thinking about Ant-Man and that got me thinking about how Edgar Wright got fired because they didn't want to let him be as free as he could have been. And and it's clear that they didn't let James Gunn be as, as free as he could have been with Guardians of the Galaxy either, even though he did amazing with that one. But this one is just pure, unfiltered gun and, and it works so well and so great. And, and I frankly, yeah, I think maybe this is his home. Yeah. Look, you know, be, uh, be, between Eddie and I, you know, he's the DC head, I'm the Marvel head, and but this is not this is not sports, okay? I'm not gonna die for my team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if and if one of my players plays good on another team, fucking do amazing on that team, you know. A um, couple days ago, uh, Gunn retweeted all these headlines, say, uh, t- talking about how DC might just keep him. They they just might keep him for other projects, and honestly. I would watch a fucking Calendar Man movie if he directed it. Like, <laughs> Frankly, yeah. Well, actually, okay, if they did Calendar Man from The Long Halloween, i fucking watch that because he's kind of a lecture in that movie, pretty much. <laughs> um, um, but they, they just... Gunn is one of, like, the most original voices working right now. Like, he's just so unbashedly himself. And you can tell that, you know, uh, when you give a very talented uh, director the reins, they can do amazing things. Uh, Patty Jenkins famously did amazing on the first Wonder Woman and they just gave her more more freedom in the second Wonder Woman and that was a little bit too much. I think DC, with every movie that they release, are starting to understand better how the formula should work. Yeah. And I think the, I think they started off with a, with a couple of, of missteps, but you know who also started with a couple of missteps? Bambi. And Bambi fucking runs now, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with that entirely because... Um... I mean, I, I've been thinking about the first few DC movies a lot because I am a huge Zack Snyder fan now, <laughs> which I thought I wasn't before. Uh, and and honestly, I think like a lot of my problems with, with Man of Steel and, and BVS are mostly production. Honestly, I think if, if Zack Snyder had been given more freedom, 
in, in those movies, he could have made them so much better than they are now. Um, particularly seeing just his own style and, and how he handles projects where he does have that kind of freedom, right? Like Snyder Cut Justice League is just such a good, fantastic movie. And it was. Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing, right? I mean, DC has been doing this this thing ever ever since those few, first few missteps, right? Because we got Shazam and we got Aquaman, which I know you don't like, but honestly, I, don't. Uh, I can see a lot of Insidious in Aquaman and I love the Insidious series. Uh, and I think James Wan also is just having fun when he's making Aquaman movies. Yeah, but we're canceling uh, James Gunn because he's bringing back Amber Heard for one. For yeah, <laughs> yeah, justice yes. for Johnny Depp and um. But yeah, James my, Gunn is bringing it back. Does it mean James Wan? No, yeah, J- he meant one. <laughs> yeah. Did I say gun? Yeah. yeah, you said gun. I, I was meant, like, wait, I wait, wait, what? I didn't hear about this project. Talk to me. No, I meant I meant one. Um, Jamie is a big fan of the of the first flight scene in uh, in in uh, Man of Steel, a scene Huge that scene. I famously As he should dislike. Be. Yeah, and. <laughs> And uh, yeah, because when whenever I try, I try to explain it to Jimmy, I just don't like that scene because of the music. And Jimmy's like, he's smiling, he's smiling he's the whole time. He's having a he's good so time. Happy. Yeah. Imagine, me, imagine but... you learning how to fucking fly. Yeah. Uh, Bro, if I if, if I woke up and I looked like Henry Cavill, I would do more than smile. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you would stop smiling if you woke up as Henry Cavill. <laughs> I would do the worst things. Oh God. Oh, oh my life. Speaking I would like Superman building PCs like the entire day. Speaking um, of Superman, I want to know which Superman did did uh, fucking uh, blood blood sports shoot with the fucking kryptonite bullet. I want to see that scene. Right. Oh, yeah. Me too. How how hard would it have been to just like do a little little? little they they did a whole a whole sequence for Batman in the first uh, Suicide Squad. How hard was it to just get Henry Cavill in his tights and just like you know do do a cute little just a cute little scene of like yeah. him being just like stabbed with it like being shot hard. and then Batman takes him down just like God damn it Clark what yeah, James just, Clark shut up <laughs> yeah like how how hard would it have been like yeah um, it's so it's so weird that the D, the DC movies. With the less, with the more obscure characters that they bring to the front, the more fun their movies are. I don't know how to explain it, but like, how is it possible that a fucking movie with Polka Dot Man is better than a Superman movie? Like, how? <laughs> well, look, 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 I'll, I'll say this much. Uh, so, Franny, there's a big thing he likes to say where Marvel, like, basically put its dick on the table and was just like, look what I'm going to do with the most obscure characters. With Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, right? With the exception, with the only exception of Fistfight someone on this, with the only exception of Harley Quinn, all of these were relatively obscure characters that James Gunn just made an incredible movie with. Yeah. Like, like he... Because he made you give a shit. That's the fucking fundamental thing. If you care about a character, you're going to like them. You're going to care about them long term. He made us give a shit about all these other characters that we shouldn't have cared about. Fucking, yeah. I was genuinely devastated for a moment when Rick Flagg got killed. Right, yeah. yeah. And a lot of these big superhero movies just rely a lot on recognition, right? Uh, they, they always want to use, like, characters that people have at least heard about. This movie didn't give a shit about that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's so fun. Like, it's so, it's so unbashedly itself. And it's just, oh, man. Like, if this is the direction that DC wants to go with, I don't... I don't know if this is uh, if this is uh, lightning in a bottle or just like a one-time thing. The thing that I love about this movie is that it does not care about setting itself up for like something else. But besides the the, the peacemaker show, like like we like this doesn't set up a Suicide Squad uh, three. This doesn't set up another Harley Quinn solo. This doesn't set up a, a, a King Shark prequel. Like it, it, it's just like this is a Matt, this is a, a, a King Shark. Uh, and he's just there. Like. Do do you need to know his backstory? No, you do not. That's just a big fucking shark and his boys by by Sylvester Stallone. That's it. Deal with it. And uh, yeah, the one thing that I was like, if you fucking kill that shark, I will shut this movie up. That's like the, that was the only thing. <laughs> I, I, I really like, thought that the shark was in danger. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah because die. the second that they killed uh, Polka Dot Man, I'm like, oh, belts are off. They might kill the shark, and I don't <laughs> want them to kill that shark. Um, <laughs> To me, bets were off when they killed with a flag. The fact, one, him and Peacemaker have a fucking brutal fight. 
I yeah. love yeah. the reveal that oh the U.S. government fucking knew about this, which I'm like, yeah, they fucking did. Like, like I'm not. <laughs> come on, come on, they, they, they fucking <laughs> come on. The U.S. government. Mm, do you really put it out of the way to like in the real world? Do you think they wouldn't pull some shit like that? Come on. Come on. I see the I, I see the U.S. government as, as as that that meme of like the little emoji who's like it's for me like that's God that's man. how I picture the U.S. government all the time. Um, and then fucking Rick Flag and Peacemaker have a great fight sequence, and I did not expect for him to kill Rick Flag. And I love how even Jim how Jim's gun is like, look, I need to make sure they know that he's dead, and they show the thing piercing his heart. Yeah. It's like okay, this guy is actually gone. He's not coming back. Like he's definitively gone. Yeah, um, I know this might be like a controversial statement, but I think this might be the comic bookiest comic book movie <laughs> I've seen in a long time. And it, definitely, it's like it's not a, it's not embarrassed by it. And I think all superhero movies kind of live in the shadow of the Dark Knight, where like that was such a hit and it won Oscars and it got like all this critical acclaim and it made all this money. And we we're like, okay, so that's, that's the template. We all try, we all want to be that movie. And then Actually, Marvel started no, let, to let's like- Let's talk about that, that template. I, I think one of the most influential things in the template was actually the original X-Men trilogy, because that's yeah. where we started this whole like, oh, that suits have to be leathery. They, you can't have spandex and shit like that. It's, it's all has to be oh my god, leather. 2003 Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can, can I can I pose uh, a thing? Yeah. I'd say, and uh, now stick at Marvel. I'm just saying, I think the Dark Knight is the most realistic superhero movie ever made, and I think the Suicide the Squad. Film Bros will agree with you. Yeah. The, no, no, but uh, okay, look, hear me out. If the Dark Knight is the most realistic superhero movie ever made, the Suicide Squad, Chem, I think you're right, is the most comic book movie a comic book movie has ever been made. Yeah, yeah, it's just so batshit. It, it's like, oh, honestly, I feel like it's kind of the level of Thor Ragnarok because like previously I thought Ragnarok was the most comic booky movie I had seen so far. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, I feel like you can really feel the love for the DC universe permeating yeah. every aspect of the movie. Yeah. Um, um, if Guardians 3 is not better than this, I'm going to quit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to quit movies. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna be a hard, hard sell. <laughs> um, nah, Guardians Three just needs to be Guardians Three. It doesn't need to beat anything. But look, besides the uh, the Birds of Prey movie, this is the first time that I'm looking forward to rewatching a DCEU movie. Mm. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna go tomorrow. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm look, I'm, I'm happy that we finally got HBO Max here, and and I can and, and I can stream it whenever I want, but. I'm fuck what oh, I would have loved to have seen this in the theater. Right, well, Jimmy, how, Jimmy, how was it on I go on you saw it on you saw it on IMAX, right? Or no, I had to go to the Dolby screen for this one. I mean IMAX big, sure, wow. Dolby, all the contrast, all the sound. The, it, this movie was just like an experience. Jesus, I haven't been to the movie since March 2020, and oh god, I miss it so much. <laughs> My second dose cannot come close close enough. Uh, um, anything? Oh, I forgot to mention. Taika Waititi plays uh, plays Ratcatcher's two's dad. Amazing that we got a scene of Taika Waititi shooting heroin. <laughs> Taika Waititi Wait, is he the director of Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. yeah. Really? I did not know yeah. that was him. Holy shit! That was him. Yeah, and apparently, what happened? This is a kind of a sad story but he was uh he was working on a live action adaptation of akira for warner brothers and uh james gunn had called him and he's like hey i I wrote you a little part in the suicide squad do you want it he's like i can't i'm working on akira he's like okay so he just like hangs up and then warner brothers uh kind of kills the akira project because taika waititi very very controversially wants to use asian actors for an Asian movie. And Warner Brothers is like, but those are not big names. Those not compute. So they kill the project. Just make them big names then. 
Yeah. And then, uh, so after that, Taika calls James Gunn and is like, hey, do you still have that role? I kind of don't have a job right now. And he's like, oh, I kind of gave that role away, but I'll make another role for you. And that that's why he plays uh, the oh, original Red what, what was going to be his original role, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, Merle's character? Because Merle was added pretty late. Merle? Merle of, from The Walking Dead. Uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who plays <laughs> oh, yeah, you- uh, Yondu. Uh, right, oh, right, yeah. He was added pretty late, like into Savant, the yeah. Oh. Savant, yeah. No, no, uh, not, well, not the character, but the actor was added pretty late. I think he was one of the last ones to be added in. So maybe, okay. maybe Probably. it was that. Probably him. Probably him, yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't want to see Taika Waititi cry. No. No. <laughs> so, so, he's a wonderful little man from New Zealand. He wears rompers and he's, he's, he's cool in my book. Yeah, seeing him overdose to death was enough. <laughs> yes. Now um, nah, we we stand Taika in this house as well. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of the story of why of how Taika was involved in this. And uh, you know, Gun is a uh, he, he's a he's a posse man. I mean, he has his group. That's so why he he brought like half of the of the <laughs> Guardians into this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's good. What can I tell you? Like the Suicide Squad is good. <laughs> uh, I, I got a lot of super from this one. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely a lot of super. And oddly enough, I was also getting Batman Brave and the Bold vibes from this. <laughs> Batman Brave and the Bold has one of my favorite Batman lines of all time, which is when he's fighting uh, he's the fighting hammer. This, this, yeah, the ham- it's like you wouldn't hit a woman. The hammer of justice is unisex. <laughs> also, Batman Brave the Bull has an episode that features the roast master general Jeff Ross doing a roast of like several DC characters, and then Batman comes in and saves him. Batman Brave the Bull is fucking genius, okay? Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel like what makes it genius is precisely that it has a lot of love for all these like random DC characters and it's super colorful and everything. And I got that same energy from this film. Mm-hmm. Man, this great, is this great is good fucking stuff. movie. <laughs> Simply. <laughs> this is good stuff. I mean, if, if DCU decides to focus uh, on just making fun, just not, not like they don't even have to be like these Oscar winners. They don't have to like break uh, records. They just have to be fun, entertaining movies because if they are, the people will come. If they don't come uh, uh, when it comes out, it's going to become a cult movie eventually. It happened to Scott Pilgrim and it can happen to this as well. So it just came out. If you can watch it on HBO, watch it on HBO. But if you can watch it in theaters, Jesus Christ, watch it in theaters. I want to. And I, I hate that I can't. So, ah, oh, man, it's... It's a hit. It's a win. This is this cracks my top ten of the year, probably top five. It's man, I can't wait to revisit this. Yeah, I also can't uh, wait to watch to watch it again right now myself. (laughs) Jim, Uh, yeah, just for me, one of the things this movie does really well is just exist in an extended universe. Like you mentioned earlier, it doesn't bother too much about setting anything else other than the Peacemaker, but it very clearly exists in a world that is full of magic and monsters and aliens and shit like that. Uh, and, and I just love that it lets itself be that, you know, without bothering too much about it. I mean, they never even explain what the fuck Mongol is. They don't explain what the fuck the weasel's doing in there, right? It just is. And, and it is amazing. It, um, Another thing it reminded me of was the Doom Patrol show on HBO Max, which is also amazing. And it also has that same energy of just like, yeah, Superman is out there in the universe. This is maybe not a story about him, but it's definitely a story that exists like within the universe, this world. Right. And, and I feel like that's a fantastic energy because like it's not setting up sagas like Marvel was so focused on doing right in the earlier movies. It's, it's just like presenting us to us a vivid, rich world. And yeah. I just love that. I knew you were going to reference Doom Patrol at some point tonight. Like, I just, because you, Jimmy has been championing Doom Patrol for like a long time. And also, can we just give a shout out to, to Brendan Fraser, who just got cast in the new Scorsese film? Good for him making a comeback. We love you, Brendan Fraser, you beautiful, beautiful man. And uh, we can't wait to see you kicking ass again. I need to watch Doom Patrol. I'll watch it eventually. I'm sorry. You have it. It's on the list. It's on the list. Yeah. It's on. A, I I just got HBO Max, so like I I I will watch it. But I'm watching We Bear Bears 
and Adventure Time right now. So I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> it's my first time watching Adventure Time. Wow. There's characters that pee from their from their uh, armpits. Um, it's it's an interesting trip. Okay. <laughs> Dramatic pause, and back. Okay, so. <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. But before before final thoughts, have you watched Doom Patrol, Eddie? I'm not. No, it's on the list. That's why I said like it's on the list. I just haven't haven't had the chance to. Okay. Uh, before we move on to final thoughts, uh, I know. Jamie, I know you you were pretty uh you were pretty into the CW verse. And Eddie, I know you watched a bit of it. Um how do we feel that the promise that of what those shows should have been is now being just bashfully insane portrayed in these movies? How do you think <laughs> they compare now? Like do we need a, a, a CW verse now that we're having these fun these fun in these movies or should they just keep existing the way they are? I mean, yeah, no, I feel like the CW verse ran its course a while ago. I frankly, I couldn't really stand the last season of The Flash. Uh, and, and it did some things really well at some point. But these movies are just, I mean, they, they won me over, definitely. Uh, and I, I really love this one in particular. And, and honestly... I, I feel like the level of, of color and just like insanity that we had in this film is the kind of stuff that I want to see in a new Gods movie, uh, particularly just anything in which Miracle Man would be involved in. Uh, something that is as visually appealing as this would just be a dream come true for me. Awesome. Uh, um, I- no, I think I think to take away the CW verse or to 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 stop it like it's it's someone's flavor like you know there's some people that aren't necessarily hardcore into superhero stuff mm-hmm. so they but they go back for the drama like oh my god yeah. he's breaking up with iris again like it's like you know what that's fine if that's your cup of tea get, go watch it that's fine not mine yeah. but i fucking if that's what it takes for you to like a superhero movie or for you to be a, a green arrow fan go yeah. you know um so no i think there's room for both universes yeah, our friend, uh, our friend Amanda Ramirez, for for another show, they're a big fan of uh, of uh, of the of the CW verse. Um, I wanted to bring up one more thing, uh, completely out of topic, but uh, a couple weeks ago we reviewed the the Fear Street movies, Eddie, and uh, I watched them with uh, with Jimmy over here, and uh, I just saw this connection recently. Uh, Jim, did did you watch the Flash all the way to when? Uh, Barry and, and Iris have a kid. I yeah. They have a daughter. Yeah. There's a there's an episode where a girl is hitting on the daughter and they don't realize it. They realize a little too late. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's the girl from Fear Street. That's the main girl. Really? The main girl? <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> huh. Shit, I didn't recognize that. That's saying something. Yeah. Yeah, that was her. Um, yeah, I just saw it recently. Like, oh shit, that's her. That's Tina. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so. Final thoughts on the Suicide Squad. I'm going to let you all go one by one, and then we'll close up. My final thought on this movie is uh, that scene where John Cena stands up in his tidy whities and and his we can see the clear outline of his dick. That's yes. the only thing in my head right now. <laughs> oh, geez, I forgot about that scene. Oh, God. Oh god, that scene where like uh, King Shark is holding, uh, holding Ratcatcher too, like a fucking subway sandwich, just like about to eat. <laughs> oh, so good. How heavy of a sleeper oh. are you? I was having a great dream. <laughs> Millennials. Oh, oh, oh god, she was great. Uh, Eddie, final thoughts. Um, this is all the fun that we deserve. That's that's it. This is all the fun that we deserve. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you've already seen it once, go watch it a second time so you can enjoy it some more. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm going to echo what you two say, both on John Cena's penis and on how fun this movie was. This is finally a two-hour movie that I think is worth that it's two hours. This is a great a great uh, film, a great, a great fun Someone's go. Someone's bound to say that this is the this is James Gunn's crowning achievement. That it's his magnum opus. And that it's his best movie ever. I'm not going to argue with that, but I will not disagree with it either. 
that was a pretty fun ride. And at the end of the day, movies just need to be fun. And this was a blast. And mm-hmm. I cannot wait to revisit it. And if I would if I would have to score it, I don't need to score it. But I think it's I think it's like a nine out of ten. I think it's so fun. I think it has very few flaws and I will keep coming back to it. Like I would love to watch this drunk. I would love to watch this <laughs> under the influence of many substances. And I would love to watch this with someone who hasn't watched it because it's it would be a, a fucking blast. Okay. I think um, imagine uh, making it a drinking game. Every time someone dies, you take a take a sip. <laughs> oh God! You know I, I'm I'm so shocked that DC was like the first to embrace like this. Well, not the first to embrace, but like the first to continuously embrace this R-rated, uh, just fucking blast of fun that is that is this. Because I mean, yeah, Deadpool opened the uh, opened the door for a, for a lot of these, but I think this one is like. If that was the Nexus event, this is the variant. Like, it's just, it's fun, okay? Yep. It's just fun all the time. Uh, anyone else want to score it, or should we just uh, It's going to be a tidy whitey set of 10 for me. Excellent. Eddie? Hey. Hey. <laughs> nice, yeah. Hey. Hey. Okay. Well, that's it. If you're listening to us on a podcast, please like subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. We are trying to grow this little project of ours. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on movies, go to the rollback.net. My name is Chema. I've been Eddie. This was Jimmy. And, and this, this was the rollback. Roll roll Signing off with a reminder to watch Ted Lasso. Season two is airing right now and it's the best fucking show on television. Or you can just wait to binge watch it like me. <laughs> Good night, everybody. There it is. There it is.